Every Christian will say, Jesus is my shepherd. And that's okay. That's a good thing. That's what every Christian should say. But that assertion still leaves one very important question unanswered. Which Jesus is the person talking about? Of all the Jesuses that are out there, of all the Jesuses that they could possibly be following in their life, which one are they actually following? Which Jesus, in other words, is their personal shepherd? Now you might be thinking, well, Father Ray, I thought there was only one Jesus, the one who called himself the Good Shepherd in the Gospel text we just heard from John chapter 10. Well, yes, that's true. There is only one Jesus who is, in fact, the Good Shepherd. There is, in other words, only one real Jesus. But there are a lot of other Jesuses out there that people are following these days. False Jesuses, counterfeit Jesuses, and the sad reality is many of them have a larger following right now than the real one does. I'll give you some examples. First of all, there's what I would call the feel-good Jesus. All this Jesus does is give people a warm and fuzzy feeling on the inside. This Jesus doesn't challenge people, doesn't criticize people, he doesn't ask them to change in any way. He's like a drug they take when they want to feel good about themselves and the way they're currently living their lives. I suppose another way to describe this Jesus is the happy pill Jesus. Another Jesus that's out there is what I would call the non-judgmental Jesus, who's really the first cousin of the feel-good Jesus, because there's a lot of similarities between them. This is the Jesus that the mainstream media actually accused our Pope, Pope Francis, of following after he made that statement, Who am I to judge? In an interview he gave not long after he began his pontificate. Of course, they took that quote right out of context. The Holy Father was talking in that interview about priests who may experience same-sex attraction in their lives, but who are striving to be chaste. And in that context, he said, and here's the complete sentence, if someone is gay and searches for the Lord and has goodwill, who am I to judge? The Holy Father was not condoning sin there. He was basically saying what the Catholic Church has always said, what the Catechism says, what John Paul II said, what Benedict XVI has said, and every other modern pope, that it's no sin to experience same-sex attraction. The sin comes in the activities of a sexual nature that are associated with that attraction. Of course, the fact of the matter is, heterosexual men and women can also commit serious sins in the sexual area of their lives. That's a fact that's often left out of the discussion, as if the Church only has something to say to gay people. No, sexual sin can be across the board. But that is left out, that element about heterosexual people is left out, especially when the discussion takes place in the mainstream media. 
And by the way, I should add that if most of the people in the mainstream media would approve of the Jesus that you are currently following as your shepherd, you can be absolutely certain of the fact that you're following the wrong Jesus right now. The real Jesus, the real good shepherd, didn't condemn people. But he did convict them of their sin. A lot. Often. As the scribes and Pharisees would certainly attest, our Lord judged their actions a lot of times. He convicted them of their sins a lot of times. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Remember when he said that to them? He said that to them a number of times. And speaking of condemning other people, there are, sad to say, some Christians out there who follow a false Jesus who is most accurately described as the hateful Jesus. Ever hear of the Westboro Baptist Church of Topeka, Kansas? This church has been in the news a lot in recent years because the members of this church often picket public events holding up signs, holding up banners that, re that say things like, Thank God for dead soldiers. Referring to the people in our military. They have signs that say things like, God hates gay people. Although their signs usually refer to gay people with a much more vulgar term, which I won't mention today from this pulpit. That's another false Jesus. And then there's what I would call the irrelevant Jesus. This is the Jesus who has nothing to say about current moral or social issues. This Jesus lives here in church, comes out for an hour maybe on a Sunday morning, 45 minutes sometimes, or a Saturday night to be with his people. But then he gets locked up and he's silent for the rest of the week. That's the false Jesus who's followed by all of those Catholic politicians out there who are fond of saying things like, I am a Catholic, but... Jesus, you stay in church. I don't take you out into my life, into my political life, into my social life, to, into my job, nothing. Into my family life, no. You stay in church, an hour on Sunday, I'll come to see you, but that's it. That's where it ends. This is also the Jesus who is followed by those people who criticize their priests for speaking from the pulpit about things like abortion, or same-sex marriage, or physician-assisted suicide, or some other contemporary issue, and who accuse their priests in doing this of being too, quote-unquote, political. Lest we forget, my brothers and sisters, the real Jesus the real Good Shepherd talked about moral issues all the time. He even talked about the moral obligation we have to pay our taxes, which hopefully everybody did by the 15th of this month. Unless, of course, you've got an extension and it's okay to delay for a while. And finally, there's the very popular Modern Love Jesus, who is shepherding a lot of people these days. That's the false Jesus who teaches people to use others for pleasure, as objects, 
This is the Jesus, the false Jesus, who teaches us that everything is acceptable as long as it happens between two consenting adults. I don't know whether Hugh Hefner claims to be a Christian. Probably not. But if he did make that claim, then I would say this is definitely the false Jesus that he follows. The false Jesus who functions as his personal shepherd. The real Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, the real Good Shepherd, is the one that the Church has preached and that good Catholics, true Catholics, have followed for 2,000 years. Yes, it's true. The real Jesus, the real Good Shepherd, does give us a warm and fuzzy feeling every once in a while on the inside. And that's always great when it happens. We should thank Him for it. But at other times, the real Jesus, the real Good Shepherd, makes us uncomfortable by challenging us to be better people. He wants us to be the best we can be. He loves us. He wants us to be saints. That's his deepest desire. The real Good Shepherd will not condemn us during our earthly life, just like he didn't condemn the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. But he will convict us of our sins. He convicts me all the time of mine as he convicted her of her sin, as he convicted the scribes and Pharisees over and over again. Remember his parting words to that woman caught in adultery. Jesus said to her, Nor do I condemn you. You may go. But from now on, avoid this sin. He calls what she did a sin. The real good shepherd is full of love. He never hates soldiers or gay people or anybody else for that matter. He's always relevant. He's relevant to every single aspect of human life. And the real Good Shepherd teaches us about love, true love, not the modern Hugh Hefner version of it. And he expresses the essence of that love in today's Gospel passage when he says, I will lay down my life for my sheep. Or as he said later on in the Gospel of John, greater love nobody has than to lay down his life for his friends. Let me close now this morning by stating what should be obvious. It's easy. It's really easy to follow one of those false, counterfeit good shepherds that I've spoken about in my homily this morning. It's hard. It's extremely hard to follow the real Good Shepherd. But it's worth making the effort to do so, my brothers and sisters. It's worth all the effort. Because as St. Peter reminds us in today's first reading, it's only that real Jesus, it's only that real, true, Good Shepherd who has the power to save us.